0: Hey, Adam. So I decided I'm taking over the podcast today and I'm going to start it off. I'll hand it back to you in a a second. But I wanted to start with a little game uh, that I like to call the Crypt TV Pitch Room Game. So I'm going to give you an example and then you're going to give me your example of your pitch for a uh, anywhere from two to seven minute horror (laughs) short that is really... uh, tightly conceived of and has a really cool idea and usually has some kind of a like uh, like there's some regular spooks in there for the kids but for all the adults in the room who just love art there's like a genuinely like really cool core concept and you have to come up with that in the 10 seconds it'll take me to tell you mine are you ready
1: uh yeah I know that I do like improv for a living but yeah, that's the but scariest you know, thing you could have said thing. to me
0: Oh, no. I knew I was. So I was using the toilet uh, before this podcast started, Mm -hmm. and I sat down on the toilet uh, because I pee sitting down like a real man. And uh, I thought, you know what would be the most horrifying start to any podcast? Improv. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, So luckily, I prepared mine in advance. My Crypt TV idea is a uh, short revolving around Dumbo the flying elephant, except instead of a feather, he has a knife. (laughs) End of concept. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's really good I would Thank I would you. watch the heck out of that Yeah, I thought it was really good Um, I think mine is a monster That is Compiled out of the hair That you don't clean out of your shower drain And then one oh. day crawls back up And, and gets you right when you're on that toilet
0: It gets you Oh, it comes out of the shower and into the toilet Unless you have one of those Fancy toilets that's in your shower
1: <laughs> Yeah You know Yeah because you know. there's
0: all this talk about peeing in the shower, and I'm not about it. I'm not Sheen from the Jimmy Neutron movie, but I think that <laughs> don't listen to this, anybody. Actually, just <laughs> log off the podcast. Please this stop. is just for Adam. <laughs> I think that while peeing, I'd like to be in the shower. Okay, all right. But I'd like for it to be going in a toilet. You know, but then, I don't want
1: to. I mean, you oh, should see. Ahead. You know, I live in uh brooklyn and uh, the size of our bathroom you could pee from uh the shower into the toilet without oh uh, i
0: could easily (laughs) pee into my toilet from my shower i live in manhattan you're not you got nothing on me yeah uh but i'm just saying i would like the toilet in the shower please and also have my dry toilet i want (laughs) to i want a toilet in the small wet room Uh which is the shower and then I want a dry toilet in the slightly larger dry room, which is what I call my bathroom.
1: Um. So now that everybody's logged off,
0: <laughs> so goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Great American Scream. My name is Devin Wright.
1: Uh, my name is Adam O'Connell. Uh, it's almost October, everybody. Woohoo! We almost made it. I mean, we're well into spooky season, as far as I'm concerned. But. Uh, we are almost into October, which is really exciting, uh, and I, I'm i glad we intro with that because I don't really have a goof to lead us into what we're talking about today because I'm just so excited okay, to what we're talking about uh, today because uh, we're going to, uh, both to prepare for Halloween Horror Nights and to better expand our horror vocabulary. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Crypt TV. Woo! Uh,
0: I... Really enjoyed the whole experience of watching all of these videos that you sent me. They were genuinely uh, very good.
1: I'm glad. Um, and so if you do not know what Crypt TV is, uh, please stay tuned to learn more or just stop the podcast and go to their YouTube channel first for some of the best indie horror that you're, you will ever see uh, in this setting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love this company so much because they do everything they can to make sure a lot of people see indie horror and a lot of indie horror creators can make and broadcast their stuff. And everybody in the horror community knows that some of the best horror comes from uh, independent filmmakers. Um, Duh. And I'm so thrilled that some of their most beloved monsters have their own scare zone at Halloween Horror Nights this year. I can't wait to give the look-see a big old smooch on the nose uh, (laughs) when I see him at Halloween Horror Nights uh and for this episode uh we're going to talk a little bit about the history of crypt tv and then we're going to go into some uh thoughts about some of their uh most famous uh short films and series uh, i curated a small playlist of some of the essentials um and I want to lead in by saying a Crypt TV has a mission statement on their website. And that mission statement is our mission is to create culture changing monster stories that bring the world closer together. Join us, which I think is a really just good yeah, wrap up for uh, I like that Crypt a lot. TV. Um, but yeah, Dev, any thoughts before we, we get into it? No, I think my my very
0: well-crafted goof at the beginning of the show uh. really set up my thoughts about Crypt TV okay. that now we can elaborate on. But I'll say it again because I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> uh, all of these are really uh, cool from a core concept uh, standpoint. And I think that, as we talked about before, internet horror is kind of perfect for... Uh, the best and brightest of indie creators to develop short things that don't have to be an hour and a half long, do not have to have an entire like storyline going on and are just there to spook you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so Crypt TV is is a YouTube channel. It's an entertainment company focused on producing short form digital horror content with an emphasis on uh, interesting monsters and like really intense concepts and series with connected universes. Uh, they're really into creating monsters. You don't see a lot of like there is like Sunny Family Cult, like some slasher stuff, but it's mostly yeah. about monsters, uh, which I really appreciate because I feel like. Uh, mainstream horror has kind of turned away from monsters a little bit in favor of like the supernatural or, uh, slashers or psychological horror, which I love psychological horror, but, uh, we don't get a lot, a ton of really good monsters anymore. New monsters.
0: Yeah. It feels like the modern horror industry is trying to scare us, but jokes on them, nothing's really scary anymore unless you like delve deep into our psyches. But that's not fun. I no. think monster stuff is fun. Yeah, exactly. All of these things I was like smiling from ear to ear when people showed up. I We're going to talk about it, but I'm in love with the birch.
1: Oh, oh yeah. We're going to talk about the yeah, birch. We'll talk about it. Um, so uh, it was founded by Jack Davis and Eli Roth. Yes. At that Eli Roth. Cabin in the Woods yes. Eli Roth. Uh, who met at a dinner party in 2013 and began to discuss how to make horror scary on phone screens, which is like a good point. I think because uh, before we started to, like, make horror exclusively for, like, small screen, like, stuff like apps and uh, and video games and stuff. Yeah, apps um, and games and stuff. The, you hear about these? Wh- <laughs> it was 2013. You have to put yourself back in 2013. Um, yeah, Super
0: is a number one hit.
1: Yeah. Bring yourself back there.
0: I actually think that was Starships, not Super Anyway.
1: Uh, bring yourself back to 2013. And, uh every a lot of people who really enjoy horror movies will tell you how much scarier they are in the theater than watching it at home because people always say like right. oh when i watch horror movies at home i watch them with the lights on on my tiny tv with other yep. people in the room during the daytime uh, so, how to make horror scary, kind of like by itself on a small screen? Uh, so they decided to launch this viral six-second scare contest together. Uh, was this Vine? Was this Vine era? It was was twenty thirteen Vine? Vine? Okay.
0: Yeah, it was definitely Vine. I think that the concept of uh, two men going, we need to make horror scary on phone screens and it needs to be all in six seconds would be very cringy if it was like two corporate execs. But the fact that it
1: was just like two dudes, yeah, love that. And one of them was Eli Roth, but the other right, one was right, just right. a dude. Um, the contest had over 15,000 submissions uh, and Eli Roth then showed it to Jason Blum who became the uh, company's first investor. Uh, of course. So, because Jason Blum is there for it. Like, Jason Blum reminds me of kind of like Tom Cruise's approach, to, or not Tom Cruise, uh, Nicholas Cage's approach to accepting films? Is this anything you throw with Jason Blum who's going to be down for?
0: Absolutely. I think it's my, uh, it's my mentality when friends come to me with projects. My pinned tweet right now is that I'm excited to work on your, or, er, I want to work on your project. I'm probably already excited about it. Mm-hmm. Just somebody coming to me with a neat idea that they're excited about, I'm like, sign me up. Yeah.
1: Except what are you Jason Blum me in? had
0: Goldfish got it. Millions of
1: dollars to put behind it. Yeah. Um, he became One the company's day. first investor. Uh, and they launched officially in April of 2015 with just three employees. And by March of 2017, they had reached $3.5 million in funding.
0: And that third employee, Albert Einstein. <laughs>
1: Uh, And they now release over a hundred videos every three months. Oh, whoa. That's so many. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's
0: really wild for a production company that is like pretty traditional in the way it kind of exists. Like all of these things are pretty high production value for internet video. Mm -hmm. And they're still doing the YouTube thing of like, well, you have to release at least one video every X amount of days. Yeah.
1: Makes me wonder, because, like, a lot of these shorts are only two or so minutes long. Makes me wonder how many they bang out in a day. They're like, all right, Jack Attack, your time on the set is up,
0: move. (laughs) Yeah, what the call sheet looks like, especially for the actors. They're like, yeah, I'm here for 15
1: minutes. (laughs) Um... So they've also expanded beyond YouTube with attractions at both Halloween Horror Nights and Not Scary Farm. Uh, they are playable villains in Dead by Daylight. I think they're skins on top of the original Dead by Daylight. Okay, uh, you that can, makes sense. You, you can play as uh, the Looksee, the Birch, and uh, the Mordew. I have um, seen
0: the Birch in Dead by Daylight. That Meredo, makes sense.
1: Mer- Mer- I, I they they pronounce this creature's name four different ways. Uh, yeah. In the actual short, what is it? The, Morde, the Mordo? I'm going to say Mordo. The, the Mordeo? Mordeo? Mordeo. Yeah. I'm going to say Mordeo. Um, going down Mordeo it, Drive. They de- say it a bunch of different ways in the short. But uh, yeah, you can play as the Mordeo, the Birch, or uh, the Luxy uh as skins on top of the original villains. Uh, and they have merch Spencer's Gifts, which is fun. Of course they do. <laughs> um, so without further ado, we're going to talk about some of the monsters and shorts that make Crypt TV what it is. Uh, we are going to be spoiling some of these, so uh, we'll warn you before we spoil something. Uh, right. But uh, most of them are going to have pretty big spoilers in it. Uh, so if you would like to watch them beforehand, please go do almost all those things that we talk about are less than six minutes long. Uh, some of them are full series but we're only going to talk about the first episode or so. Uh, and even if you wanted to watch like you could watch all of The Birch in half an hour because the episodes are like four minutes long. Uh, which, speaking of which, we're going to start with The Birch. Uh, yes. The Birch is probably the most famous Crypt TV Yo, monster. Oh, new
0: mom just dropped. And,
1: <laughs> new mom just dropped. Uh, she's so cool. Um, so this original short was released in 2017 and was written and directed by Ben Franklin. No relation. Different to bit. the man with the key and the kite? <laughs> okay. Uh, and Anthony Melton. No relation. Uh, no relation. I don't know to whom.
0: <laughs> it's just no relation.
1: Um, in this short film, uh, she's presented as a protector and a monster of empathy for a bullied child uh, and can be summoned by making a talisman out of sticks. Uh, she is incredibly well designed. She's entirely made of birchwood. wood. Uh, yeah. She stands about eight feet tall and she's got this like kind of crown of, like, twisted birch that, that that sticks out the sides of her head and then just her kind of, like, gaping maw full of scary teeth and stuff. Yeah,
0: I'm beginning to, as you know, uh, and anybody who talks to me for three seconds about Renaissance Fair knows, I'm currently designing a fawn character that I want to bring uh, to whatever fair will have me, <laughs> and I'm starting to think that birch, not the birch, because that would be an insane road to go down. Yeah. For uh, children's it that's fair. Yeah, but I think she has shown me, my good mom has shown me that I think birch is the color scheme to go for.
1: Yeah, it's also
0: the best kind of wood in Minecraft.
1: I mean, yeah, I like her her color scheme a lot. Yeah. Um. Uh. And uh, we don't actually see in the first one. We don't actually see her kind of like kill. Do her kill, but the, the bully's right, death is off kill. screen. But man, it looks like she ripped the absolute knockers out of him. It's
0: it's <laughs> interesting that you say that she killed him because I read it as she gave like the boy the like confidence he needed to take the knife and kill the boy.
1: OK, interesting. Because
0: he's covered in like what look like knife slashes and he's covered in blood. Mm-hmm. And isn't the beginning of that short, the blood covered the blood covered knife in a hand? Uh, I yes. think the birch was just kind of a cheerleader for the boy. <laughs> you
1: don't think she had any hand in it? I don't think the birch does violence. No. <laughs> <laughs> Non-violent creature. <laughs> Purely there for moral support. Um, yeah, the birch is my big mom and I love her very much. Uh and uh, after the success of her short film, a Facebook Watch series was produced in which we found out her backstory. Um, and I, love I do that you think said
0: her short film the, <laughs> the the outline says the short film, oh, oops. which
1: is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, it's her hers. short film. She she made it. Um, I do think giving her this backstory weakens her a little bit, but that's just my personal of philosophy of yep. like, don't tell me about the monster. Yeah, um, we know we know that this is our philosophy. Yeah. Uh, so. If you do want to know, and this is revealed later on in the Facebook Watch series, uh, an orphan girl adopted by a childless couple, Lane was born with the power to control nature. At 17, she was pressured into sex by her then-boyfriend Thad and later gave birth Ugh. to a baby girl. Don't date anybody named Thad. No. Uh, whom she named Laura and developed an attachment to. Upon learning that her adoptive parents killed Laura to maintain their reputation in the public eye, she killed her adoptive parents, transforming into a nature demoness in the process.
0: Okay, that's kind of sick, though.
1: Yeah, it's a cool backstory, but I just kind of want her to just be the birch. Yeah,
0: I also want her to... I want the birch to exist, and then for somebody else to do this story about a woman who becomes a nature demoness Mm -hmm. uh, through this trauma, I do worry, I would assume that this is written by a man, because Uh, the kind of idea of, yeah, of course this woman became a demoness because... Of all the women, woman related trauma that happened to her, yeah, is a little. Y'all, just give us the birch. Yeah, whatever. She just needs What's to next? be the birch.
1: Um, but yeah, because I, I don't like. I'm not a huge fan of when monsters are former humans. I just kind of like them being monsters. Um, yeah, but that's anyway, really fair. I love that's the birch. I'm so excited. I, when we see her at Halloween Horror Nights, I need her to take me into her big birch arms and give me a big old hug. I'm I didn't so know excited. That she'd be there. Oh, she's gonna be there. Oh, my God. <laughs> my mom. I'm so, we, You get to see the Birch and Terracruntis. I need to introduce them. <laughs> they love each other. Girlfriends. Girlfriends. We've decided. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to talk about the second now most famous Crypt TV monster, the Look-See, uh, who's one of my personal favorites. And he talks like this. Yeah, <laughs> Look-See. Um, he actually has one of the longest running series on Crypt TV right now. Um, and okay. he was created by uh, Landon Stammer, who served as the. Uh, there's the first episode, which is called "The Wedding Hand," and uh, Mr. Stammer was the first episode's director, writer, DP, producer, editor, VFX, SFX, colorist, composer, wardrobe, and makeup. One man worked on this movie: doula, swimming instructor. Uh, that was a Jungle Cruise joke for all you Jungle Cruise heads out there. Um, hey. <laughs> You can't go down this road. Um anyway, uh, he the credits for this one, when we look at the YouTube description are very funny because it lists this and then it lists one other guy as the, the PA. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so the first episode of this was released in 2017. So the look see is a Slenderman-esque figure. Uh he is devoid of any facial features except for a large grin and he's got this kind of like scar kind of slash marking on his smooth, smooth face. Uh yeah. and he's, you know, he's very Slenderman-esque and he's wearing a suit. Yeah.
0: If, um, if I could do my impression of uh Alex Trebek, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that real fast. Go ahead. So the the clue is <clears throat> this genre of <laughs> that's the that's the extent of the thing, but it was gonna be something along the lines of this genre of creature contains such uh such characters as the Looksey and any other the Bye Bye Man and <laughs> possibly the Angels from Doctor Who and then somebody that guy that everybody hates buzzes in and he goes, What's Slender Man? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's the whole thing. Hey, for you
1: Jeopardy heads out there, <laughs> we're really getting those niche references in. <laughs> um so, uh, yeah, he's wearing a suit. Uh, he carries a pocket watch. Which I think is a nice touch because he makes this kind oh. of like, he makes this like kind of TikTok clicking noise that you see later on. Uh, yeah. Because and he's
0: also, he's always, he's always peppy. He's always, <laughs> he's got to get somewhere.
1: He gives uh, his pocket watch to people that he takes as his like proxy, uh, which we also see later on in the series. Um, but so he. That's gay. <laughs> yeah. He, giving, a, g- giving a
0: pocket watch to somebody to whom you have given a great, uh, a great task. That's gay.
1: Yeah. Um, so he preys upon people who are unable to move past their grief, whether that be grief from the death of a loved one or something else. Uh, like in the first episode is divorcing your spouse. Um, it also, uh, later on we see people who cannot let go of some kind of obsession. uh, that it it, start, it starts with grief, but then anyone who cannot let go of an obsession, the looks he preys upon. And he first leaves the victim a note signifying that he is coming for them or the proxy leaves the victim a note. Uh, and if they are unable to release from their grief in that window of time, he comes and he gets them uh, and I, he will murder them and take a body part symbolic of their past that they cannot let go of.
0: The. This is what I love about most of these things mm-hmm. is like they're genuinely like thought out and my favorite kind of horror thing i've decided while watching these is a monster who is genuinely trying to help but the only way that they know how to help is to kill like i love that <laughs> this guy is just trying to help people move past their grief yeah. it's just that the only he doesn't have uh he doesn't have a carrot he only has a stick
1: like, monsters with very clear motives are so, so, so much stronger. Um, and what's cool about the look-see is that, like, he's not even sympathetic because we see later on in the series that if people feel, uh, like, he goes after a killer and when he realizes the killer has no remorse for his actions, he lets the killer go because the killer has no guilt.
0: Oh, following the rules of your own
1: character? Yeah, That's it's so really cool. good. Yeah. Um, uh, we see the first uh, message he leaves for our main character in this short, uh, Jenny, is if you cannot release yourself, it will come to take a piece. Uh, and he takes her hand uh, because she cannot let go of her wedding ring. Uh, and man, is that a, a scary concept? And B, man, the look C is very scary.
0: Yeah, it's it's very, um, and a lot of these do this, it's very uh Sukuyomi from Naruto which is like this power where you make the person relive like 5 seconds of their lives until they realize their folly and that's the only way you can break out. That's like it's so cool to develop a character who has rules and then the way that you write forces yourself to follow those rules in a way that will I complexify that's my word. Yeah. Uh the situations that you're placing these characters in that's it's just it's good writing. It's good.
1: And the Look-See has, uh, I think, two seasons up right now. Uh, James A. Janice from Dead Meat is like all up in the second season, Hell which is yeah. really rocks. Um, it's just super good. Watch all of them. Uh, they're all really well done. The story's great. It starts kind of anthology esque and then becomes like an yeah. actual plot. Oh, it's very good. The first I love one the just,
0: yeah, the first one has these really neat moments of dramatic irony where you know the jump scare is coming, mm-hmm. but it keeps keeping you on those tenterhooks. Like, it keeps
1: pulling you, and that's just so cool. Yeah, and I know I know, it's like a faux pas Holly and Horror Nights to take pictures with the scare actors, but I am going to need a picture with the look I wish you didn't tell me that, because I'm doing that. <laughs> you can. You just have to, like, be nice about it and not try and, like, cramp their, their, their vibe. What, like, if oh, they're trying no. to scare somebody. I would be
0: pissed if they, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would be pissed if they, like, if somebody went up to them and was like,
1: hey, can you just take a picture with me? Like, no. Yeah, because the whole thing is that, like, they're trying to be all scary, and you're like, ah, oh, I take a picture with you? Which is exactly what I'm going to be when I see the look scene. I'm very sorry for it. Right. I mean, I'm going to do that, but I'm also going to be like, I'm so scared. Please take a picture with me. Yeah, ah. exactly. That's, that's how you need to approach it. Um Okay, yeah. next series I want to talk about is Sunny Family Cult, um, which is one of the few, like, kind of straight slasher uh, series on Crypt TV, although it does delve into the supernatural in the later season. Uh, it's a pretty beloved series on Crypt TV, uh, which was one of the longest running series before the Birch got her Facebook Watch series. Um, it was uh, created and directed by Gabriel Yunus. Uh, the original episode premiered in 2017, and the show follows Taylor, who struggles to have a normal life despite her serial-killing cult family, uh, I which love that. I love. Like It's very, it's Scream-esque sort of. It's it's a, it's a black comedy. Uh and yeah. it's a lot of fun. Uh the, the line, this dad, this dad, the dad,
0: this line, honey. I told you, strangle, don't stab. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's fun. a line that like Katya would love.
1: Sunny Family Cult is really fun. Uh it was also the series that first established that all the Crypt T V monsters exist in the same universe. Uh Crypt T V is pretty into like having an extended universe for their monsters, with I uh, which I could like go. One way or the other on. Yeah, I don't it's, really it's care. It's one of the
0: pitfalls of having always online content yeah. is if they didn't, people would be pissy
1: about it. Yeah. I don't particularly care. They're all in the same universe. Like, that's cool. Uh, yeah, but neat. whatever. Um, Make art. Yeah. And I think the first episode, uh, which is when we watch the seven minutes in heaven one, does a really good job at establishing the mood of the show and who the family is, even though it's a lot of exposition.
0: It is. Fr- I mean, but that's fun. <laughs> yeah. I also love, I love pseudo-documentary that that is very obvious about not being documentary. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of an established genre at this point, so when you have a, like, found footage thing that's like, this footage was found at, at you know, the 7-Eleven right outside of 17K uh, in 2007, you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm in. Like, it gives you a... It literally presents you a contract that
1: goes, suspend disbelief, and you go, yes. Have you ever seen Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon? No, I have you not. You would love that. It is a pseudo-documentary uh, slasher film. It takes place in a universe where all famous serial killers exist, and it's a news crew following one uh, a new famous serial killer and documenting his like aspiring serial killer actions. You would love, love it. Uh, Satire
0: about like the fact that we're awful and depraved and broken as a society in that like supposing that if serial killers
1: uh, got followed around by film crews we would all watch that documentary I love that you would like that a lot um anyhow uh yeah that is uh what I think is really uh awesome about sunny family cult and all the other crypt tv series but I especially notice it in sunny family cult That they are perfect at their lengths. They do not need to be a full movie or television series. In fact, I think Sunny Family Cult would be like worse if it was a full television series or a full movie. It's just, it is the exact amount of information that we need, an exact amount of story and what we see.
0: It might be the Zoomer in me that I love my Vines and my TikToks and my YouTube videos. I don't want to watch anything that's longer than 10 minutes. Like, you mm-hmm. sending me this list of things, and me I'm like, oh, I have some homework to do, and then opening them all up, and they're like, five minutes, seven minutes, two minutes. Yeah. Like, These are amazing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think Sunny Family Club is a great example of that, because I think if we got too much exposition on those characters, it would weaken right. them. Uh yeah. But they are perfect the way that they are. Um, and also,
0: it's a good opportunity for uh, newer horror creators who might – might have the you know the vision and the skill to pull off visual effects and and really clear horror moments but might not be as refined in their like dialogue writing or their exposition or their plot structures that like it's a good little playground it's good oh yeah
1: um i next want to talk about what i think is my favorite crypt tv standalone shorts uh which is one please
0: the uh, prequel comic to Check Please, yeah. the gay <laughs> hockey comic. Yeah.
1: Oh, that was a memory you just unlocked within me. Um, hey, you're welcome. So, was uh, a good comic. One Please was directed and written by Jesse Burks, uh, and it features Michael Berryman, who play who is the guy in the hills have eyes. He's the guy who's on the poster. Um, Very good. I think One Please, One Please is one of the first crypt TV shorts that I saw. It is a masterclass in tension and sound design because uh, there's no dialogue in One Please. Uh, It tells the story of a mother preparing dinner when her young daughter arrives to uh, ask her for ice cream from the ice cream truck. Uh, And it's revealed the price of the ice cream is one finger. Uh, And the mother chops off a a finger, a second finger, as we see, uh, to give to the girl who gives it to the ice cream man who puts it in his little jar of fingers and gives the girl a creamsicle.
0: I, this one I was like, hell yeah. I like when we are when we're talking about always online content and needing stuff to be connected and there to be lore and stuff, like I want zero lore. If they ever try to do a second one of of one please, it will be bad. Yeah. And it will make the, the first one worse in retrospect. It is so good yeah. to have this stupid little thing of, yeah, this ice cream man gets fingies and that's what he does. Because
1: it, it does raise a lot of questions about the like quote extended universe as a short it- story of right. like, why is it socially acceptable in this world? What happens when Rom, mom runs out of fingers? She needs those. She does uh, need those to chop the carrots. But and, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. It's just good. Yeah. And I have like, can the dad also give a finger? Does the
0: gender of the finger matter? Because we have this shot of the dad reading the newspaper and smoking the pipe. And all I was thinking was, are they going to have this insert shot where they sh- show that he has no fingers? Yeah, on his right I was hand? looking for
1: that, too. But they don't. So maybe it's only mom fingies. Yeah, maybe it's... Only, and then we see, like, the line of kids lining up with all their other parents With all thingies. their fingers. It's so of, good. A lot of child on parent violence in these Crypt TV shorts, I've noticed. A lot of
0: child violence. That's the other thing that I found that I loved, which we'll talk about with Piper, that the the button of children do horrible, gory thing, it could so easily be... Oh, that's kind of a cop-out. You're just you're using the like shock horror of a child doing Mm uber-violence But for a lot of these I'm just like oh, yeah, that's a cool little button. That's a that's a like Like I saw where you're going with that you did the thing and that's cool I like horror. I think my favorite form of of child does the murder horror is child gets to do the murder because Because monster gave them the power to and it's a good murder that they're doing. Mm-hmm. But not all horror can be, you know, triumphant in the end. I get that. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think that uh, um, one pleases it really well. Um, the next one I want to talk about, which is also one of the first ones I ever saw, is Jack Attack. This is body horror oh. to the max. This one yeah. is grody. Uh, so this this short- one
0: made me go, oh my God, I need to go back and watch the other ones to re-look at the practical effects that they're doing. Oh, yeah. Because the stop motion towards the end of this one is so good
1: uh this short was written and directed by brian norton and antonio padovan uh it was released on halloween of 2017 and this one is gross like capital g disgusting uh it's so good so it's about a babysitter and a child on halloween night who carve jack-o'-lanterns and then roast and eat the pumpkin seeds only to realize that it's implanting implanted something inside them uh and we get that kind of like well Cause like it gets the kid first and she thinks he's choking, so she gives him a what's it called? A uh, like a lozenge thing, like a She cuts into his uh his windpipe so he can breathe. But then yeah. it like it like it's as if she pops a balloon and his neck goes and then all this like black tentacle vine pumpkin stuff comes out, and then her stomach like expands and explodes because it's got the pumpkin seeds in it. It kills a kid and a dog.
0: Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's a mixture of it's kind of where I got my idea for a stupid Dumbo with a knife. It's a mixture of like fun uh there's an episode of Over the Garden Wall that's like this that plays on the like weirdness of the fact that we carve up pumpkins and take out their guts and then after doing that imbue them with personality and and an aspect of human life which is its face. But it combines with the old childhood thing of don't eat uh black uh, watermelon seeds Or else a watermelon's going to grow inside you And kill you That's all I got from this It's so
1: gross And like It kills the dog On screen Like we see it yeah. Kill the dog
0: You that, do see it Kill the dog Don't watch this If you can't do Animal violence I yeah. mean don't watch this If you're just not Into body horror But it is very It's it's a fun watch Oh when yeah she goes Oh your mom is going to Kill me yeah. It's like girl That's the least Come on
1: Yeah you're about to Be dead uh, Man crib TV You're metal as hell uh, okay, next one. We're going to talk about Mordeo now, um, yes. which Mordeo is another series in the kind of like greater Crypt TV monster universe. He's kind of up there with the Birch and uh, the look Um This series was directed, written and edited by Ben Sotic. Uh And the first episode of Mordeo follows this starving man who is driven to eat the flesh of his friend while lost in the woods. It really like, that's the other thing about these Crypt TV shorts. There's no lead in. Usually we open no. up and they're already in the weeds. Yeah. Um, But the body he's eating from starts to talk to him and tells him, in a very soothing voice, uh, tells him that, uh, quote, there is a price to pay for eating flesh in these woods, and you belong to the Mordeo now. Uh, And then the man transforms into one of the Mordeo, uh, which is this race of uh, deer-skulled kind of humans, and their design is off the chain. It's a riff on uh, the Wendigo Um, and yeah, which that's problematic in of itself, but the, but
0: the physical way that they do it is really cool and you don't, it doesn't need to be, it could be completely separate from the Wendigo myth.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I think it's an important kind of like separation by making it its own monster because they could like there, I saw a trailer before, uh, the new Candyman movie that it's like. It, the whole trailer was just like, oh, this is like a Wendigo movie. This is a Wendigo movie. This is a Wendigo movie. Yeah. I know how I feel about this. And then it was called something else that's like it's everything that the Wendigo is without it being the Wendigo, right. which is like that I am not a huge fan of. But I like that the Mordeo is kind of its own thing because right. the the whole concept of the Mordeo is that if you eat flesh in their portion of the woods, you become one of them, uh, which is a right. very specific circumstance for your monster recruitment.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's true. And it's a very specific, like there are many different cultures that have the idea that eating the flesh of other people is bad. It's a pretty good thing to think is bad. Yeah. Um and there are multiple cultures that use that as a way to like curse somebody. And so riffing on that as a whole
1: rather than going for this is a one-to-go is yeah. is good. Yeah. It it like it Im- not It doesn't even imply. It, like, re- uses, like, some of the imagery that we might associate with Wendigo just to, like, have a familiar entrance point, I think. Um yeah. Because the design of the Mordeo is really cool. uh They're, like, these oh scary God, deer so skulls cool. that come from within, inside yourself. And the whole, this whole first short, it feels very Sam Raimi, Evil dead with the way that the corpse, like, moves and talks. Yeah. Uh, and, like, laughs. Yeah. And is, yeah. Uh, and th- this is another series uh, with the kind of similar vein of like you eat flesh in these woods and you belong to the the Mordeo now, um, which I-, I like the Mordeo a lot. He's another one's going to be a Hollywood Horror Nights. So uh, I'm excited. Yes. Uh, OK, there's a couple more. I think there's three more I want to talk about. Uh, yeah. One of them is really short. It's called Talos. Uh, this this one was good. So My only short. problem
0: with it is the use of the Eye of Horus.
1: But yeah. other than that. Uh, so Talos was directed by Jimmy White. Uh, which is like Talos is this magical, this magic eight ball kind of device that Uh, Our protagonist finds out, can grant you any wish. Uh, It starts with another chance with his ex-girlfriend. And then uh, he asks to be really rich and he gets a large sum of money deposited in his bank account. But, uh, you know, they pull the kind of like genie, like, be careful what you ask for thing. uh, As he's in the middle of asking Talos for something and he tells his friend, bite me. And then Uh, uh, it reveals.
0: The early 2000s of it all. Yeah,
1: it reveals. Don't
0: say bite me. (laughs)
1: It reveals Talos' true form, uh, who then grants his wish and just goes to town on this dude. Yeah, it's
0: super short, and then at the end, the, there's like a box on the girlfriend's bed and, it, and with a note that says he wanted you to have this, and yeah. it's the box with the Talos in it. But she's like, what did it's she do? Like, <laughs> I just like, I, I think, I hope, from a writing perspective, that being at all mean to the person who is telling you not to use the thing. Like, if if the lesson is don't be unaware that this is a bad thing you're doing, if you're using this magical wish-granting device, know that it's bad and you shouldn't be doing it. Be ashamed. Okay. And when you're not ashamed, that's when he comes for you. I do not like the idea. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah. But from like a spooky standpoint, <laughs> don't have it be that that guy said, bite me. And so <laughs> Talos is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm granting your wish I mean that is I think absolutely hilarious I think it's more about like being ungrateful uh that's what I, yeah and asking exactly for too much and stuff like that so then just like change the line yeah <laughs> you
0: know just don't say bite me just don't specifically say bite me
1: um anyhow uh that's Talos uh I want to talk about kinder fonder is it then he could have said go to hell and then Talos just opens a rift underneath his friend <laughs> Yeah, well, he would have been saying Talos go to hell. So Talos would have had to himself go to hell. Oh, that's a little, that's the loophole. That's yeah, how you get out of it. Exactly. The carried interest loophole. Um, so uh, next I want to talk about Kinderfonger, uh, which was written by Aaron Burgess and Matt Golad, uh, directed by Bridger uh, Bridger Nielsen. Uh Kinderfanger is German for child stealer. Uh and the Kinderfanger is a Pied Piper-esque figure who lures children away from their parents with his pipe. Uh Crypt tv does a series that are all based on fairy tales. They have a Rapunzel one, they have a Little Mermaid one, uh they have a oh, Magic okay. Mirror one. Uh so this is one of those. Uh that is until a deaf girl unable to hear his song uh goes and looks for and finds the missing children. Uh Uh, I think this one is pretty straight up horrifying, especially because of the twist ending. If you don't want the twist ending spoiled for you, skip ahead like a minute or two because we're about to spoil it. Um, You're still here. Great. Uh, So the girl finds the missing children and brings them out to their parents. However, the children are still enchanted by Kinderfonger and brutally murder their parents. And I find this one like sad because it's like imagine the horror of having a missing child uh only to have like one final moment of happiness when you see your missing child running to you and then have them kill you, kill you. pretty yeah. slowly
0: <laughs> no it's definitely like if you're if you're in the thing if you're buying into the thing then it's like super sad and that's how it is i have like I don't know why. I should probably talk to my therapist about it. (laughs) But like kids doing murder in in horror movies, I'm usually like, oh, yeah, good for them.
1: See, I've always found little kids murdering in horror films to be particularly scary or upsetting. Like I understand why it's used for black comedy and why it's funny. But it's always freaked me out a little bit for some reason.
0: Yeah, I've never found it funny. Mm -hmm. I've always found it to be like, I bet that kid had a fun time on set.
1: Oh, I I that's what I think
0: to make me feel better. (laughs) Oh, okay, that's fair. That's just immediately what I go to because, like, I don't really morally agree with casting minors in most projects, Mm -hmm. Uh, but, like, in this case, I'm like, that kid probably didn't even know really what they were doing, but, like, they probably had fun.
1: Yeah, or was, like, a total professional about it which is oh, what totally. I really like um, what's my motivation here sir there's a there's oh, okay. a story I'm from my mom great <laughs> there's a story from the set of it part 1 that bill skarsgard was telling where he like says that the first scene that they filmed was the one where Eddie falls through the floor and then gets tormented by pennywise and that was the first time any of the kids had seen him in the pennywise makeup yep. so he's like all screaming and roaring in their face and stuff and uh poor i can't remember the kid's the actor's name jack something is like you know, sniveling, crying and stuff like that. And as soon as they yell cut, he stops and he, he claps Bill Skarsgård in the shoulder and goes, love what you're doing with the character. Really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> which I like a lot. Um oh yeah, that's Kinderfanger. Fonger. Uh, he's a pretty cool animated skeletal kind of smoke monster, which we see a lot yeah. of practical effects in Crypt TV. This is one of the kind of uh, computer generated Monsters yeah, that but we it see. doesn't
0: look it. The only thing that looks it is like the smoke itself, yeah. which is hard to do. So
1: Yeah, uh, I think he looks pretty good. And like he's kind of he's a kind of traditional kind of big bad fantasy monster, uh which yeah. we don't we don't see a lot of monsters, period. We really don't see a lot of that. So I appreciate that. Right. I, I
0: don't have a lot of time for it's a twisted f- version of the very tales you love. Yeah. But like the Pied Piper, the second I was like, oh, it's kids. Oh, it's the Pied Piper. He he attracts children, not animals. So I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. That's a neat idea.
1: What's cool about the fairy tale series is they don't do the like, what if Rapunzel was strangled by her own hair or whatever. They just use it as a jumping off point. Like the Rapunzel exactly. short, we didn't watch it, but it's about a girl who lives in a sorority house who uh, is like tormented by her sorority sisters. And then the house catches on fire and they blame her for it. And she loses all of her hair. So she goes and she scalps all of her sorority sisters. Uh, ah. Which is like that's not the Rapunzel story, but it just uses Rapunzel as a like, yeah, jumping off point. We plane, didn't talk like. about
0: the the kid one. Which one? The one where the kid goes to the school for serial killers. Oh
1: yeah, no, we didn't talk about that one. The the first day of school one. I like that. Did one. Do you like that one? That yeah, one is like just so short. It's almost like a trailer for Crypt TV. It's like, yeah, it's like it's silly. Yeah, I, it's way. very silly. I, I that I like that doesn't upset me as much. That one's funny. I yeah. like the little like school for serial killers. Uh, uh version uh so the final one we're going to talk about is mimic which i saved it for last cuz this is the one that scared me the most okay uh, this one i don't know what it is about this one it really got me uh so mimic was directed and written by john cobble uh and it i think it scares me cuz it reminds me of the urban legend or like the story you see going around of the dad like tucking his kid into bed and the kids like can you check out on my bed for monsters and then when the dad looks under the bed he sees his kid down there terrified and telling him not to trust the thing that's in the bed Um, which has always scared me. But so Mimic follows a dad who hears his son calling out to ask to sleep in his bed tonight. Uh, And when he goes to check on the son, though, he finds the son fast asleep and hears the voice coming from his own bedroom. Uh, When he goes back to check though, he sees the mimic, which is this like alien like creature with glowing eyes that devours the mother and then him. And then the short ends with the mimic calling out to the son as the father inviting them to sleep in their bed tonight. This one really scares me. I don't know. Why.
0: Okay. No, I mean to be fair, I watched these at ten thirty in the morning with like all my lights on and stuff. Oh, and you know, I, I watched these late last the night. Yeah, I was just enjoying the craft going on and the art, <laughs> <laughs> because as you know, I do as, as the as is the basis of this podcast. My enjoyment of horror comes not from the being scared part, but by the. Stepping outside and looking at it from an, from an artist's perspective. Uh, that's how you've, you've drilled into me to enjoy these things. Good, excellent. So, like, there are definitely moments that were like, oh, in these. Mm-hmm. But this one, it was again that kind of thing of like, oh, I see what they're going for here. I love the design. Oh, I, I love mean. the I design of this so monster. Cool. I
1: think this is one of the most well designed monsters in all of the. I think this is one of the scariest shorts in all of the like standalone Crypt TV shorts. Yeah, Uh, you
0: could see it being, easily being a different design that more clearly tried to play on the fact that it's a mimic, mm -hmm. uh, which is like a video game thing. Also, a mimic is when a a creature that hides inside a treasure chest. Uh, So any, you know, a treasure chest that, like, kills you is called a mimic. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, they could have gone with a scary clown, and because he's a clown, he can do voices. And it's like, oh, that's kind of boring. Like, just the decision to make him this weird, wacky creature—it's like was Ditto so cool.
1: kind of blob, yeah, amorphous blob.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I don't—the concept. I of wish this he had Ditto's face. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of cute when his like little child voice comes out. He goes, "Hi, Daddy,"
0: <laughs> which at that point you know that that monster's in it for the drama. Yeah, he's exactly. Not, it's he's he's there to have fun, which yeah. I love.
1: Um, but <laughs> this one spooked me really bad, um, and I thought it was really good. Uh, but that's, that's, that's all the ones we're going to talk about today. There are literally, literally hundreds, if not thousands of more videos on Crypt TV. Uh, so please, please go check out their YouTube channel. Uh, you can just start anywhere and go from a great jumping up point. I just went to their uploads and organized by most popular and started from there. But, uh, you can check out full series. You can check out standalone shorts. There is literally something for everybody on there.
0: Yeah, definitely check it out. And also uh, check out our upcoming coverage of Halloween Horror Nights, which will include a Crypt TV, a lot of Crypt TV content. Uh, and so it's so excited. exciting. It's only two weeks away. Uh, so make sure you oh uh, follow all of us, all of our socials, which Adam will. Uh,
1: what's the word I use? Pimp. Yeah. Isn't it? I don't like that's. I don't like that word. You can pick a new one. Can you hawk our social medias? Yeah, I can hawk our social medias. Uh you can check us out on Facebook at the Great American Scream or at Twitter and Instagram at Great Scream Pod. Uh check out there for our Halloween Horror Nights coverage. Uh, but there will also, of course, be more stuff on uh the podcast, and we'll have a YouTube video up for it. Um please send us your favorite Crypt TV shorts. Uh, if ones that we didn't talk about, uh, you can post or tweet at us using the hashtag TGAS, and as always, if there's something you would like to hear about on the show, uh, tweet at us or make a post, because your suggestion may become a topic for a future episode.
0: Hey, do you have a dollar? I have a dollar. You know, not you, Adam. Oh. Hey, listener, you have a dollar? You know when you go into your wallet, or into a pair of pants and you find, like, five dollars? Give us that five dollars, <laughs> maybe. Uh, no, but seriously, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash great screen pod, uh, we put up content when we're able to, but genuinely, it is such a good way to support the show. It helps us grow. It helps pay for our hosting fees. And uh, the trip to Halloween Horror Nights would not be possible without uh, the generosity of our, of our current patrons. So join them if you can. It is so incredible, the support we have gotten. Uh, other than that... Special thanks goes out to Michael Sagudo who does the intro disclaimer, as well as Stevie Viola, who does the intro and outro music. You can find him on Twitter and YouTube. His remixes and his other music, are, they're so good. He's so good. And a special thank you goes out to all of our Patreon supporters on the Man in the Fields tier or higher. Uh, so once I actually pull it up, I'll be able to say it uh, for real, because I usually have it up. But I got excited making a dumb joke about Patreon Thank you to Regina, Ben, Bree, Gail, Joyce, Melinda, and Chris. I have been
1: Devin Wright. I have been Anna O'Connell.
0: And hopefully you have been spooked. By the birch. By the birch. Hopefully you've been hugged by the birch, our good mom.
1: That's That feels very safe. I would be safe in her big birch arms. Yeah, she, again, nonviolent. <laughs> yeah.